Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by betonline.ag. NFL preseason is in full swing. We are just weeks away from the start of the regular season. And if you want to place a bet on any of the NFL action, betonline.ag is the place to do it. Hey, 365, 24-7, regardless of what sport or whatever you can think of, make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to get started and make your first sports bet. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B L E A V 50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, talking last week with the legend Lee Steinberg. Good to right. talk with you one-on-one today, some Steelers football. We have a loaded show. I want to say right off the top, any of our listeners and viewers, if you enjoyed our conversation with Lee Steinberg, please Show him appreciation on social media. It's not every day we get to talk to a living legend, Ike. No, that was some good times. We had some good questions for us. <laughs> but the crazy part about it is he had some great answers for our questions. But, you know, when you're talking to a living legend like Lee Steinberg, all the accomplishments, accomplishments he's have done and still doing, still consulting, still in the game, still understanding the game, still seeing a transition. Man, what a legend, man. So hopefully – he ain't won't tell us, but we're just going to throw it out there just in case. And I'm just assuming he might have a documentary coming out. What you think, Mark? At the end of the show, he was kind of hinted towards that because, look, Tom Cruise made the sequel, The Top Gun, this year, 36 years after the original Ike. So it's just like, look, if you could do it that far into the future, could we see a sequel of Jerry Maguire? The real-life Jerry Maguire said it himself, Ike. We probably won't see a sequel but a documentary, some sort right. of Netflix series. There should be something considering he has represented 12 Hall of Famers, Ike. He represents a quarterback by the name of Patrick Mahomes. Again, right. the fact that he took time for us. If you enjoyed our conversation, I hope you learned something new from our conversation with Lee Steinberg. But if you enjoyed it, please, please, please thank him on social media. It would mean the world to us, Ike. Yeah, I agree. I concur with that. If anybody got anything good to say about Lee Steinberg, which you should, because if you don't like Lee Steinberg, you don't like it. Because <laughs> nobody. So make sure y'all go ahead and give us the five piece. That's that meaning a five star. Make sure y'all something positive about the great living legend, Steve, Steve, me, Steve, Lee Steinberg. And of course, Mark and I, we always try to do the best and we do. Ike, I'm glad we get to go one-on-one today because we have a loaded show. Roquan Smith is going to hold in with the Chicago Bears, play out the final year of his rookie contract. Looks like Lamar Jackson could be doing the same, but we had Steelers football this weekend, second preseason game, and I want to start right 
with the tweet that you sent out saying that it's going to keep be awfully hard to keep Kenny Pickett off the field. He played well yet again, six of seven passing. But Ike, I still think the Steelers should start Trubisky, but Pickett's looked awfully impressive in two preseason games for the Steelers. Yeah, it's, it's looking it's looking hard. It's looking hard not to start him. You know, then you look at uh, what Najee Harris said about Kenny Pickett, like, man, we just want to make sure, we just want to make sure on the offensive side that Kenny Pickett knows, regardless on who gets the starting job, that we're here for them and we're here for him. So, and when I saw Najee say that, I was like, uh, the writing might be on the wall on how, how the offense might feel about a particular quarterback. Then when you see him, go and he leads a, a two-minute drill not not once but twice you know he led one to win the game against the seattle seahawks then he messed around and led another one for the half right before half against the against the uh uh jacksonville Jack yeah so so kenny and kenny and kenny doing this thing kenny doing this thing like he's supposed to be back done like he reading coverages he making quick decisions if if he's in trouble, he's getting out of that like he's supposed to. Like he's been doing this thing for 15 years. So when I'm watching Kenny, I'm like, oh man, like practice all the way different from the game. Like it looks like Kenny's just a gamer, you know? And, and when you just look at him, just gradually go through his reads, Mark. Like it's pop, pop, pop. It's one, two, three. First, he looks at the coverage, the line, the line sets their protection. He looks at the coverage when it comes down to passing. It's first, second, third read, I'm now. And that's hard as a rookie. So when I'm seeing Kenny doing this consistently, like, that's why Coach T had to say, you know, we want to see what Kenny can do with the varsity. Mm-hmm. And he know what he can do with the varsity. But I was telling people, I think, and we was talking about this when Kenny, before, when Kenny got drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, like, he's more athletic than what you think. You know, and he was able to escape a few um, out of the Seattle game but then he switched it up. In the Jacksonville Jaguars game, he sat in the pocket. And he threw that thing in the middle down the seam to Pat Fairmore. And when you see that, you're like, oh, he can just do it all. And when we get to see that, we as in his teammates, we see that on a Monday when we watch the tape and coaches are great and we see that thing on a Monday. And we're like, oh, you see him sit in the pocket and take that and take that hit and deliver that ball right on time? What, what you want us to do? That's how we're looking at a teammate. I know on the defensive side, when we saw that from seven, from time to time, we're like, what you want us to do, man? We got to go out and get these three and out and give that man the ball back. So that's exactly what Kenny Pickett is bringing to the table, man. He just bringing, he just bringing, man, I got this to the table. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Regardless of what the situation is for the Pittsburgh Steelers, you already know Kenny Pickett in his mind, like, man, I got it. Don't need to worry about it. Ike, you might be the perfect person to ask this question to because you were boots on the ground in Latrobe for about two weeks with the Steelers. Do you notice a difference between Kenny Pickett in practice and Kenny Pickett when it comes to the two preseason games? Yeah, I, to, to Kenny's defense, he was going with the third team. So the third mm-hmm. offensive line was kind of, ah, golly, what y'all doing around here? Put me and Mark out there, man. I'm sure we can, we can block somebody a little bit better than that. So when you when you was looking at the evaluation, you was like, dang, Kenny, you know, you 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 was like, dang, Kenny. But then when you look at what's in front of him, you're like, man, let's give Kenny a shot and see what Kenny can do with the with the with with the first or second team. Then he got on the second team. Then you start to see him 
then you start to see what he can do a little bit on the second team. Um, I didn't get a chance to see him on the first team to towards the end. And then I was like, oh, okay. But then you saw when he got in in the game, you know, and that was like the, the third team group, second team group with the Seattle Seahawks. And it was like, he was just calm. And me, you and I talked about this on our show, like, okay, let's see what he do outside of Pittsburgh. Like for Hines, not Hines, Akershore Field was Hines Field, but for Akershore Field now it's like, that's home for Kenny. So Kenny gonna always feel like he could do good at home. He been playing there for four or five years. So this this ain't that. Let's see what he do when he when he don't, when he's not at home. So he wind up going down to Jacksonville. Coach wind up putting him on the varsity level offensive line and the surrounding cast around him. And okay, now, now, now he's playing situational football. So he gets to play on varsity. He handled his business. Now you give him a little bit of adversity right before halftime, and he delivers. And he looks like he's just been doing it for a while, <laughs> you know, as a rookie. People forgetting, but so we'll see when they get the game plan, and we'll see what the coach's decision uh, may be for the start of the season, you know. But when they when these teams get the game plan, it, it's a whole it's a whole another level. It's a whole another level, and that's why I still think it it'll be hard not to start Kenny, but they still might go with Mitch because Mitch has been through. So it's easier to play Mitch, let Mitch struggle if he does then play Kenny, then play Kenny, let Kenny struggle, then play Mitch, then go back to Kenny. Nah, I I, I think it's either they're going to be all the way in with Kenny and just ride him out throughout the season, or they'll start Mitch, depending on his last game, they'll start Mitch, see what Mitch can do. If not, they'll go on and put Kenny in. The first six games of the Steelers' schedule, Ike, they're only favored in one. It's it's a brutal six-game stretch to start the season. Opening week against the Cincinnati Bengals, the team that beat the Steelers twice last season and was the conference representative in the Super Bowl. This might not be popular among Steelers fans, but this is just my opinion, Ike. I don't care if Kenny Pickett has a 100% completion percentage in the last preseason game. It's preseason. And I kind of go back to what our friend Dave Damashek says, where it's almost like a war reenactment with the preseason because defenses are super vanilla. Defensive coordinators aren't going to roll out their exotic blitz packages and fronts and schemes and game plans to confuse quarterbacks. And so I'll say this with Pickett. If he can be the backup behind Trubisky and beat out Mason Rudolph, it's not that I think the world of Mason Rudolph, but he does have starting experience in this league. That'd be a huge win for Pickett to win the backup role. And so I think you start with Trubisky. I'm with you there. See where you're at after the first four games and go from there. The earliest I would probably start Pickett would be week 10 coming out of the bye week. That's November the 13th against the Saints, Ike. Just because it, I'm, I'm totally with you to where if Pickett struggles early on, then you got to go to Mitch versus vice versa of someone who has starting experience in this league and is, has playoff experience and at one point was a pro bowler in Mitch Trubisky. I'd start with Trubisky. And one thing I saw from Trubisky in the game too is offensive line breaks down. He is able to make guys miss. The offensive line play, Ike, was something that really stuck out to me because the Jaguars were getting to the quarterback with four pass rushers consistently 
in that preseason game. Steelers didn't run the ball very well at all either. So you at least have quarterbacks out there that can make the first defender miss, something we haven't seen the last several years with Big Ben on the back end of his career. Yeah, but Kenny Pickett can do the same thing, Mark. He can, yeah. he, can he, he did it for he did it for two games as well. But what you did like about Kenny was him sitting in the pocket, man. You don't want your quarterback taking them kind of hits often. But the fact that Kenny as a as a rookie was able to take that hit and deliver says a lot about Kenny Pickett and how much he value how much he values his teammates that can come through for him. Now, Mark, what people didn't see and what they're not talking about was Chase Claypool sitting in the slot. That's what they didn't see. So it was George Pickers on the mm-hmm. outside, Deontay Johnson on the outside. It was Chase Claypool sitting in the slot. So when you have a guy like that and Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky, they're going to already know, man, I got two tight ends. I got two big bodies. I got two power forwards. I got Pat and I got Chase if I want them to work the seams. And I'm going to like Chase on these one-on-ones against the third cornerback or the first or the down safety coming down. And if I'm looking at, you know, if I'm looking at Pat, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna like I'm gonna like this matchup, Pat, between any linebacker or a safety or a corner. So when I saw that, I was like, ooh. So it really doesn't matter who is behind, who's behind the center. Cause when you got George sitting on the outside, you got Deontay sitting on the outside, you got Chase at six four, two thirty, two twenty-five, sitting in the slot, and you got Pat. So you got all right, I got two power forwards sitting right, sitting right next door to me. And I got I got a I got a small shifty Ferrari shit on the outside of my left of me, and that's Deontay. And I just got a damn dog. I just got I just got a a, a dog in George Pickens, a car with no brakes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He just he just a drag racer. <laughs> Whenever I want to make some money, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the 1500 horsepower engine on the track and just say go get him, in <laughs> George. So and I forgot I got that goddamn uh, Sasquatch. He just so happy uh, running back. Najee Harris. So, man, really at my disposal, Mark, I got pretty much everything you can look for, baby. I got somebody in the wild behind me that you might see in the woods every blue moon. I got somebody drag <laughs> drag racing. I got a Ferrari to do my shows. And I got and I got two four F-350 dually trucks sitting right inside of me. Man, what the heck you want me to do? So as a as a quarterback, man, I got everything when it comes down to what I need, depending on which day and depending on the matchups at my wide receiver slash running back positions, tight end positions. Let me make sure I have this right. We have basketball references, car references, and a Sasquatch reference. I, I believe that's the trifecta. Oh, 100%. I just made it. I appreciate you, Mark. <laughs> just trying to keep tally for those listening and watching at home. Ike, you mentioned Pickett. What other point I wanted to make about him, too? You mentioned him staying in the pocket. How about throwing a touchdown to Deontay Johnson, it getting called back for penalty, not panicking and still throwing a touchdown pass to Benny Snell. I'm like, oh man, we're wiping points off the board. No sweat. Let's just go and do it again. And that's what Kenny Pickett did on that two minute drive to close out the first half. Yeah. I mean, Kenny, Kenny's balling him, bro. Ah, he, he doesn't look like a rookie. And Tom yeah. would tell when a regular season come, but really, I'm just making excuses to see, you know, I'm making excuses because I, I'm hoping and wishing, like, okay, I, I'm hoping and wishing. Kenny Pickett does well. But I understand how the regular season works. But when you just look at what he what he has around him, Mark, he got everything a quarterback will want, especially as a rookie mm-hmm. on the offensive side. You got three good receivers. You got, you got two good tight ends, and you really got two good running backs. 
So the only thing that's hurting is really your offensive line. But what makes up for that is guys on the outside who can get open ASAP and win one-on-one matches. You know, so yeah, you know, Kenny, Kenny, like man, I don't need three. Just give me all. Give me two point five. Y'all give me two point five seconds to throw the ball. I got action because I'm gonna deliver. And hopefully, you know, throughout the season, you know, the offensive line they can go on and get that chemistry going and. They can nip some things in the bud and everything and be all good. Then it's really going to be trouble. But, yeah, man, I, I mean, I'm looking at Kenny, man. That's why I said, that's why I tweeted, man. He's making it hard because he's he consistent and he he's calm. He, he's, he's calm sitting. He's so calm like he's been sitting with the monks for years, I'm telling you. Like, like he's just been meditating. The dude calm back there, and you can tell he's just gradually going through this, his progression. And it, it, you can see how he's scanning the field. I don't know if people be watching. I'm seeing the man go one, two, and three. You know, I'm seeing him look at the coverage one, two, three, bam. And I'm like, God, Lee, man, they got people who've been in the league for eight years still can't get that part, but Kenny is doing it. And that's why it's so impressive because he's sitting there as a rookie doing it. Yeah, the offense struggled in the first half really until Pickett came in. No right. points for when Trubisky was in at quarterback. Now, I do think all three quarterbacks have played well, generally speaking. Rudolph played really well, and I know he has starting experience. He's playing with third and fourth units, but 17 to 21, 127 yards in the game winner, too. We were really excited about that a week ago with Trubisky. Here's where I'm at with Mason Rudolph. I get to the regular season. Trade deadline's not till November. Unless you're going to get back a third or fourth round draft pick, Keep Rudolph on your roster because, God forbid, there are injuries. You at least have someone who is starting experience. To me, there's no rush to run Mason Rudolph out of town because do I think he's going to be the quarterback of the future? No. Could he come in and manage a a, a game or two for your team? Absolutely, yes. So for me, unless you get really good return for Mason Rudolph for a team that might need a quarterback due to its own injuries – Keep him on your roster. Do, what do you think of my take on that, Ike? No, you got to keep Mason. I mean, you got three. You got you got three good quarterbacks. You you got a, a former Pro Bowl quarterback that has been to the uh, playoffs, and that's Mitch Trubisky. And we, you just paid him some cheese because you didn't know you was getting Kenny Pickett in the first round. Now you just going on delivering. It looks like so far in the preseason, you hit big on getting Kenny Pickett. You know, we I, I thought he was the most right now ready quarterback coming out of college anyway. Mm-hmm. So far, he's just making me look and sound good. You know, so and then you got Mason Rudolph who who has a high, you know, passer rating as well in the playoffs. So I mean, it, you got three good quarterbacks that's <laughs> 17 for 21. Then you got one that's, you know, 18 for 19. Then you got one that's 17 for <laughs> for 22. So as from a quarterback standpoint, when you grading, it's like I'm really nitpicking if I'm grading my quarterbacks right now, you know, because they all three of them are delivering when it comes down to, you know, either two minute warnings or either closing the game out or either not turning the ball over. What and hopefully, you- yeah, and hopefully the line can get better, Ike, because 24 rushing yards isn't going to cut it. But again, the quarterbacks. We're at least making that first defender miss, which once that was happening, the last let's be honest, like last three or four seasons, it's just like you you've got to have a guy who can move, who can wiggle a little bit. I'm not asking to be Lamar Jackson, but that is what excites me about the potential of what this offense could be later on in the season, too. So I, I'm with you, Ike. I, I want to move to the defensive side of the ball, though. And Devin Bush in the week one took his lumps. 
And it was the one play where it was on my Twitter feed all week long of him not filling a gap responsibly and the Seahawks running back running right by him. He finally made a play, and I don't think he's going to get his credit, but it was towards the end of the first half, fourth down conversion, and Jags decide to go for it. And Trevor Lawrence has to check down as a result of Devin Bush's pass rush, his pressure they put on the quarterback. He has to check down. The Steelers get the tackle. Jags are short of the sticks. And the Jags were so mad that they put their first-team offense back on the field to start the second half, Ike. And look, I know Devin Bush hasn't played great, but if we're going to absolutely rip him like we were a week ago for one play in a preseason game, we got to show him credit as well. And if he can return to his form from when he was playing in 2019 as a rookie, making plays all over the field, if he can get back to that form, versus the guy who's trying to work his way back from a knee injury. I'm just saying I want to see a consistency there. And, and from a fan standpoint, and sometimes from a media standpoint, again, I know he hasn't played great, and I know his grades haven't been great, but that was one play where it's like, if we're going to focus on one play from week one of the preseason, well, what about week two when he actually made a good play and got the Steelers off the field on a fourth down? I'm fired up about this, Ike. Yeah, I think they nitpicking. You know, I think, I think, I think they still wishing for the rookie. Devin Bush, and right now it's just not going to be the rookie Devin Bush. But if you're nitpicking off of one play, I mean, you can go down the line from everybody <laughs> on whoever steps on the field who's going to have a, a bad play. So basically, I look at I look at how people are talking about Devin Bush. Um, obviously, you watching me because you don't want me to to be good. Because everybody in one play, I, I can go down the line and just say one play about every starter that I watched the game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. But heck, if you, how can you coach if guys don't mess up? I mean, I coach my 10 year olds and I tell my 10 year olds all the time, like, I'm not asking y'all to mess up, but y'all are going to mess up because I'm here to coach y'all the right way. So now you give me something to coach about. If none of y'all would ever mess up, nobody needs coaches. You know, and honestly, that's not humanly possible not to ever mess up, mess up, you know. So, yeah, they just nigga picking. They wait for him to mess up. They waiting for him to slip. But definitely going to be straight. Like he's he, people forget, man, he's still coming off this injury. And I talked to Devin like I've talked to him a lot during training camp on the field. And we had some good talks. You know, Devin, you know, Devin Lashley, damn, that was playing on one leg, Mark, you know, mentally, mentally, he was playing on one leg because. He didn't want to mess that leg up again. This year, he's getting he's getting back to him, to his old self. And I think he's got a good supporting cast. You know, I think, you know, with, with Miles sitting over there with him, we already know what TJ doing. Um, when Hasmet come back, I think Hasmet going to be the sleeper for me. But, again, it's hard when you got Spillman sitting, Spillane sitting there too, now. It's hard. Like, it's, hey, Coach got three dogs sitting in the middle, Miles, Jack, Devin Bush, and Spillane. And we saw what Spillane did with with uh, King Henry right down the pipe, pipeline in Pittsburgh on that goal line stance. So, man, there's a lot of things that that can be. But this 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 a whole this a whole new group too, as well. When you want to look at what, what Devin Bush been through, you know, he didn't start. He started off with Vince. Like he started off with a few inside linebackers, so he really can't get comfortable with his partner. When you got an inside linebacker, man. It's not a James Ferry or Larry Foote. Them boys have been playing for like eight years. 
So they ain't never got they ain't never got to say nothing to each other. They just looking at each other because they already know. Okay, if you mess up on this gap, I got your gap. You go the other way. Like it, 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 it was just, but that's the that's the experience with each other. D. Bush and Miles Jack, ain't, they don't have that experience right now. And you know, to Devin's defense, he really haven't had nobody where he can sit for four or five years and be like, "This my dog in the middle. We know what you what each other gonna do, man. If he go left, I'm back doing. I'm going right, and vice versa. So that's when I saw a good linebacker like. When Ray was doing this thing, he had a, uh, he had a, who Ray had a, in the beginning, he had, he had Jamie Sharper. You know, he had Jamie Sharper sitting, me, uh, yeah, Jamie Sharper sitting beside him. And so I'm, I'm looking at good linebacker duos and the reason why, and that's over time. And for, for Devin Defense, man, he's just, just really that whole linebacker crew, bro. Just think about the Pittsburgh linebacker crew. They really haven't had, some guys who've been who've been playing with each other for four or five years. So it's gonna be some mistakes. You know, we had, you know, Lamar Woodley, then we had James Harrison. Them boys played for a good little bit together. You know, uh we <clears throat> wound up having James Ferrier, then Larry Foot. Then when Larry left, it was Pot Dog, then it was it was Lawrence Timmons. So then that it, it, it was just the camaraderie was just good, man. You know, and, and that's why I feel like it, then in the secondary, we had me, Troy, RC, and it was it was Will Gay. Then a little bit of Will Gay. Then it was Brian McFadden. But we, I mean, me and Troy played with each other for twelve years, which is I mean, what you want us? To, all you gotta do is look at me. He ain't even gotta say a word. So what I'm saying for for, for Devin Bush is, man, if he could just if he can get miles for the next four or five years, he'll be straight. But at the same time, you know, Devin got to get back to what people want him to be, and that's the rookie, Devin Bush. And right now, he's just not looking like that explosive Devin Bush. Even when he's messing up, he's explosive with it. And I think that's that's what people want to see from Devin. Final year of his rookie deal as well, Ike. So I expect him to play well. The Steelers did not pick up his fifth-year option either. I think that was a smart move by the team to say, hey, prove it. But that's right. why you see what he can do under new defensive coordinator, Tara Lawson. You see what he can do with the coaching of Brian Flores, who's really the, the thing that makes Brian Flores what he is, is he's had dominant front sevens for the teams that he's coached where he's coached before coming to Pittsburgh. So again, if we're going to absolutely rip Devin Bush in week one of a preseason game for one play, I just saw him make a play on a fourth down when your team needs to get off the field. And I want to provide credit where credit is due. I am optimistic about the season he'll have this upcoming year for him returning to form. Defense was bend but don't break, Ike, because the Jaguars moved the ball, but they couldn't really punch it into the end zone as well. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, I'm fine with a lot of players sitting out the final preseason game. Najee doesn't need to play. This is just my opinion. T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, Minka, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Fryermuth. Like, I know what all of those guys can do. So, for me, the key, and I cannot harp on this enough, is let's just get to week one healthy. Let's get to week one of the season at at almost full health. And it's like, yeah, I want to see the Steelers win in a preseason game. But, again, ultimately, it doesn't necessarily have any bearing on how your team performs come regular season. Yeah, I'm playing playing a whole offensive line in, in Kenny. For for one series, maybe two. I might go three. I, I still I still need game time with the offensive line. 
You know, I, I still need I, I still need them boys to 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 gel. It's a, it's a few cases what I didn't what I didn't like what I saw with the offensive line against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, and they're they Pittsburgh will be going up against some defenses that have defensive fronts like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you just listen from the Jacksonville side, um, when it comes down to defense and what everybody's saying in Duval County is. You know, they 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 want to get back to the old Jacksonville, like 2000, 2004, 2005. And that's when we was playing them boys, when them boys had that 4-3 where, you know, Robert Mathis sitting at that corner and they had them big boys sitting in the middle. And you couldn't do nothing. Big Henderson and them boys sitting in the middle, man. You couldn't do nothing sitting in that middle. So that's what that's what they're trying to get back to. And this, this would be good. But for me, from a Pittsburgh Steelers uh, point of view, no, I'm gonna leave. So I'm gonna leave a lot of my stars out, but as a group, I'm gonna keep the offensive line, you know, because I, I still, I still do think they need some game work, you know. So that's the only thing I really do, but everything else will take care of itself. Psychic Egg <clears throat> Taylor has been out on the pod per usual, and I liked what I saw from Jalen Warren as well, Ike. If he's reliable in pass protection, I think he's got good hands out of the backfield from what I can see. Five seven five eight and some change, and I think that he could potentially be the backup to Najee. And then you keep McFarland and Snell on the roster as well for their contributions on special teams as well. And we know what they can kind of do as backups, but I liked what I saw from Jalen Warren, Ike. I think that was a good eye. You predicted even before the first preseason game, but really for me it was the, the pass-catching ability out of the backfield is what stuck out to me for the undrafted rookie. Man, I just saw what Jay. I just saw what Jay did in the linebackers versus running backs blitz pickup. And when I saw that, I said, "I see enough." Because I seen, I seen him run the ball and fall forward every time. Like that's all he do. He come out the backfield. He catches out the backfield every time he try to pop and fall forward. He gets skinny enough in the hole to where you really can't get a good hit on him. I said, "Man, I just want to see the dude catch some some pass protection." And when I saw him go. When Coach T was like, go again, go again, go again, go again, and see where he was at with it. I said, Coach T like this dude. Because I'm, I'm thinking the same thing. He wants to see if he can break. And Jane break now one time. Well, was coming up there, man. And then he was using his height, which is short, so he was getting under. And if you see his, mm-hmm. if you see his legs, man, he's built just like a Maurice Jones Drew. And he was getting under, and he was popping him. And I'm like, oh. Oh, that's I. I say no disrespect to nobody, but that's our second running back. I don't care what nobody say. He is for him to scan. Then when he put him with the first group and him to scan, and when they show blitzes, he scans and he picks up the blitz. It's like okay, he's our second running back for sure because all he does is fall forward. <laughs> just he's been doing that since I got the training camp. I said, man, who the heck is little Mighty Mouse right here? And every time he just keep falling forward. But the question mark was him picking up the pass protection, and he showed he can do that as as, as well. So that's just my personal opinion. I don't know if you're going to keep four to five running backs only because you got to see other positions what might be more important to you during the season, so time will tell. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I would keep those four, but again, we'll see what happens in the final preseason game. Steelers host the Lions on Sunday. Do you want to see that rushing yards total increase? Only 24 in the preseason win over the Jags. Ike, we got to get to a few other things. It looks like Lamar Jackson's going to be entering the final year of his rookie deal. Right. I guess he'll play. They showed him 
drift out on the sidelines with all the swag and the big chain and everything. But this kind of got me thinking a little bit about Lamar Jackson. If he plays out this final year with the Ravens, and remember, Jackson represents himself. Could we see him in another uniform in the 2023 season? I saw some chatter about this online night because I try to see the force between the trees. Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he's 45 years old. He rides off into the sunset. Tampa Bay could possibly be a possibility for Lamar Jackson. Like, I cannot believe we're at this point almost on the eve of the season and the Ravens haven't locked up Lamar long term because whether you think he's worth it or not, after this season – He's going to get on average 50 million per year with that quarterback contract. Unless he has a significant injury, which no one wants to see. That's what the cost is going to be just because we see the salary cap increase year to year to year to year to year. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sad that we talking about Lamar Jackson, a former league MVP, not having a contract by now. It's, It's just so, it's just so sad to say that, um, For all that he's done for the Baltimore Ravens with OK Taylor sitting at that wide receiver position. And I can I interrupt you too really quickly? I don't mean to do this. He also saved Coach John Harbaugh's job. Straight up. Like, let let's be honest here, Ike. In that season when they brought him in as a rookie to replace Flacco, he saved Harbaugh's job. Please continue. I needed to point that out though. I agree with you 100 percent Mark. So so for the organization. To, to to be stuck in their ways and say they don't pay quarterbacks. This a whole this a whole new generation. You know, you, you have to play if you feel like you got somebody who can possibly lead you to a Super Bowl, or there's nothing out there better than him. Who's really who's better than Lamar? Other than who's better than Lamar? It's only one well, Lamar. It's who could the Ravens get that would be better than Lamar? I I think that's the most important. That's the more important point. Yeah, I agree with you 100. That's a good question. There is nobody you can find better than Lamar. And how about adjusting your offense? Or how about teaching your offense? And and this and this this always been my issue. We always say what guys can't can't do. Well, hell, let's work to their strength. Or at least let me coach them. Or let me change my let me let me change my book, my playbook. So there's nothing more exciting than Lamar getting hot on the game. You know, so, yeah, he's going to be a little bit different. He's not going to be a Joe Burrow, but he's and Joe Burrow ain't going to be Lamar Jackson either. You know, so when when you look at that guy, he, he saved jobs, former league MVP. Everybody was hurt at some point in time. He only had one receiver at the time. That was, that was Andrews. Andrews is an all-pro in my mind, tight end. And everybody knew, man, make sure you shut down Andrews. Still couldn't shut down Andrews. And you damn sure better not let Lamar Jackson get outside the pocket. And he's going to get outside the pocket regardless. Very disrespectful. That's what he is, <laughs> you know. So so when I look at Lamar, I'm looking at like, so you get the sign. So I'm looking at his record. What he's like, 30, 30-something, 30-something and 12. Like, I'm, I'm looking at his start record. And I'm like, what all the freak you want this man to do? What's his record as a starter, Mark? 37 and 12, and shout out to the Believe in Steelers research team for getting that to us quickly. Come on, man. The man 37 and 12, what you want the man to do? So you talk about the playoffs, but when I get to the playoffs, when I watch other teams, I do know they got good receivers. 
I do. I, I, I know. I know every playoff team have at least one Pro Bowl receiver. That's what I do know. So we get to. And he's we still get, 25, Ike. Like, look, we know that he hasn't had the playoff success. Uh, we'll be the first person to say that. But he's 25. He's still young. What y'all waiting on, man? Yeah, y'all ain't waiting on the cap because y'all already got y'all money from the TV deals. So the cap already going up. So I know y'all got the money for that. They just signed Derrick James. So I know, I, I know for sure Baltimore got some money. Baltimore, man, y'all need to stop this. Y'all need to pay. There's only one Lamar in the world, and y'all have. And for the most part, man, if Lamar ain't playing, it's going to be hard for the Baltimore Ravens to win ball games. I don't care how good you stack your defense. Everything sits around Lamar. Man doesn't get in trouble. Everybody in the building like him, from the janitors to the cafeteria workers to the, I can't even say the president or the CEO because they don't want to pay him. So I'm, I'm just guessing they don't like him. But you know what I'm saying. Like, he's likable. He shows love. He's humble. You don't have to worry about the Kyler Murray attitude, being a diva, blase, blase. He told he all the way different. For me, I look at Lamar like Tom, like Tom Brady, one of the boys. For me, Lamar, one of the boys. For Coach Harbaugh, in a playoff game, not in a not not playoff, in a regular season game, and this just I've never seen this before, Mark. For a head coach to be like, tell a quarterback what you want to do, you want to go for it. So dang, <laughs> you trust me enough like that that I'm gonna get this first down off of this fourth or win this ball game. Yeah, what you want to do? Even though I got the coaches in my ear from upstairs, be like, kick the ball, field goal, field goal. You're like, nah, y'all be quiet. Let me click this thing off right quick. Put this thing up. Lamar, what you want to do? Let's go for it, coach. All right, let's go for it. And we can't pay the man? 37 and 12, I still can't get paid? I'm 25 and I still can't get paid. 37 and 12, I still can't get paid. Come on, man. What, what, we, what, we, what we doing? That got paid? Kyler got paid. Deshaun got paid. Hell, Tannehill got paid. Goddamn, Kirk Cousins got paid three times. And y'all, <laughs> y'all still can't pay me? Yeah. Man, it's and, crazy. And I, I, I'm a proponent of, I know he gets hit because he runs more than any other quarterback, but front load the deal if you're worried about the longevity to where he can make more money up front. And then – from a long-term standpoint, if you're concerned about his durability because what makes him dynamic is his ability to run the ball, you know, make sure that the co- the contract is front-loaded with him. But he's due to make $23 million this year. If they wait another year, if, they, if he plays that out, he's going to be worth it, – it fit before we were talking in like 40, 45 range because I look at, okay, Josh Allen, same quarterback class in the 2018 draft class – He's going to make an average of 43 mil per year through the 2028 season. So that's kind of the benchmark I'm looking at. But with the contracts going up, Lamar's is going to be even worth even more because we just saw Kyler, who got what, 46? I mean, he, he going to get, get between 47 and 50. That, that's what Lamar going to get. Just my personal opinion. If it's not the Ravens, someone I can. So that's why I'm like, if he's mad, where could he potentially wind up beyond this season? It's just like the Buccaneers. I'm telling you, Tom Brady rides off into the sunset. You need someone to replace the GOAT. Yeah, I can see that. it out there now, like August 22nd, 2022. Yeah. yeah, you said it first. I can see I can see him going to Tampa all day in America. 
But man, we got to start with this running stuff because during the playoffs, I saw what Josh Allen did. He ran the ball. Yeah, he you're right, Ike. You're right. So we can stop saying no. Uh, I, I, I saw Josh Allen change Patrick Mahomes' mind because Patrick Mahomes ain't never run like that in the playoffs. So I, I, I know they watching each other when it comes down to, okay, you playing on Saturday, I'm playing on Sunday in the playoffs. Let me see what you do first. I saw Josh Allen be the number one, be the number one running back for the Buffalo Bills during the playoffs. I saw that. I saw that with my own eyes. So we got to stop. But we didn't make an excuse for Josh Allen when he did it. So we got to stop making this. And really, Lamar really haven't sat out because he was running the ball and got injured. He sat out because he was sitting in the pocket and got injured. <laughs> so what, well, we, what are we talking about? When the Ravens lost the final six games of the 2021 regular season, like you mentioned going for it on fourth down, and I know there were two conversions late in games to where they didn't convert. And remember, they were at the top of the AFC North before they just fell off, and it's because – of all the injuries, it was the Ravens and the 49ers that were among the most injured teams a season ago, Ike. And you could go back and look all of this up. I expect them to have a good season this year. But again, I'm looking at Lamar Jackson drift out on the sidelines. And I'm just asking myself, how have they not worked out a contract long-term from, from him? Because if you decide to move on from Lamar Jackson and you decide, okay, we've seen what he can do on his rookie deal and he has his limitations in the playoffs – what is your alternative if you're Baltimore? And that's the, the question that I can't seem to answer. I mean, I mean, other other than when Aaron Rodgers beat us in the Super Bowl, he had he hasn't been back since 2010. And it's 2012. I guess he got limitations as well. Uh <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, I guess yeah. too. Ryan Tannehill got limitations too as well. Kirk Cousins, I guess he got limitations too. <laughs> Dak, D Dak. I mean, like, let's go through the whole list. Limitations too, as well. Kyler Murray got limitations too, as well. Come on, man. And we, I just named everybody who got paid. <laughs> y'all still can't Baltimore. Y'all still can't pay this man. Well, y'all gonna see. And Mark, you called it first. Shout out to Mark Bergen, man. He said he got a a, a high chance of going to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Y'all heard Look, it first. Play your leverage if you're Lamar, because if they're willing to pay you and the Ravens aren't, it's like, what is this song and dance for someone, again, who's been a league MVP? And let's see what he does once he gets to the playoffs again. Let's see what he can do when he gets to the dance. Ike, you know, it's like I'd never like to just have crazy overreactions to one game. I'll be the first to say he hasn't played well in the playoffs. That's not to say he can't learn from his mistakes, improve, and get better. Again, he's 25 years old right now. 25. Aaron Rodgers been playing any better in the playoffs? I mean, Ike, honestly. We Ike, we need to move on to make sure we can wrap up the show. Roquan Smith also in the final year of his rookie deal, ending his hold-in, an all-pro linebacker. I'm surprised because he said he was going to hold out, but he's going to play this year $9.7 million for the Chicago Bears. And this, to me, signals this. You look at the positions of what are valued in the NFL. Quarterback left tackle, wide receiver that we saw this offseason, I'd say elite-level cornerbacks. To me, this signals that the league isn't valuing linebackers the same way as they would, say, After 20, 30 years ago. After this year, because he about to play mad. See, a linebacker's already wired differently. They already chippy. They're real chippy. Now I got somebody who about to be chippy and mad. Oh, it, it, it's, it's, you thought he made all pro last year. He, he bought to make all universe this year. 
And I don't, I don't want him if he get he's not getting injured. I'm knocking on wood because that's what he's not going to do. Because people who play pissed off and they play mad, they they <laughs> they looking for contact. <laughs> they looking for contact. They looking for contact on and off the field. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He gonna play pissed off. He playing pissed off this year, and he gonna he gonna get his hundred million. Now now he bought now now Roquan bought to set the market. Going on I. Ivan, Ike Taylor, Roquan about to set the market for these linebackers on what they about to get paid. I'm telling you. After this year, we about to see. He about to set the market on what these linebackers, these inside linebackers, what they about to get paid. They about to get, man, that market about to be so high. Everybody get marked. We need to come back. Whenever we pass away, we need to come back as a young NFL. <laughs> so by the time we come back, when we pass, there'll be, there'll be no less than $250 million. <laughs> like I need, I need a bigger body. I don't want to be like five, seven, 170, 180 pounds soaking wet. I need a little bit, a little, a little more size, a little more oomph. Man, you see what little Turbo is doing with the, with the, with the Dallas Cowboys. Man, he, he, he one sixty eight. He five, he yeah. five seven, one sixty eight. He a poor return for a touchdown and kickoff return for a touchdown. I all I got to do, you'll be my little West Walker Edelman. That's that's all I need to do. <laughs> I am excited to see what Roquan could do. I was just surprised where I thought he would hold out. But again, let's see what he can do. Hope he has a great season, that he remains healthy, Ike. But again, I just look at it from the standpoint of when it was more of a run-heavy league and you needed run stoppers, I think 20, 25 years ago, linebacker was valued just a little bit higher. But when Roquan Smith gets paid, Ike, we'll we'll replay this clip. We always do. This is what we do. We try to tell you what's going to happen before it does, Ike. And this is why... You're the absolute we'll be best. We'll be trying to tell them, bro. IT, anything else you want to get to before we sign off here? No, I want to give a huge shout out to betonline.ag. Got to give another shout out to Believe in Network. Got to give a grand shout out to my dog, Mark Bergen. Without you, this show ain't a show. Uh, Miss Courtney, her crew sitting over there at Brink TV. Number love for y'all because y'all always be showing love. Um, with, this, with, with this Believe in Network, always look at it, man. Teamwork made the dream work. And we really do got a solid team from the sponsors to everybody working behind the scenes. So I just want to thank y'all. Mark and I just want to thank y'all for making us and having this show the way it is for sure. But uh, make sure y'all check us out, man. Every time on the Believe in Network, make sure y'all rate us a five piece. That's five stars. Positive comments, please. And make sure y'all go to our last podcast, with the great living legend, Lee Steinberg, man. He has some great insight on what's going on in the NFL world. So for that, I'm going to pass the mic back to Mark because he does it a little bit better than me when it comes down to closing. We I both just, know that that's not true, I Well, Mark, man, I appreciate you, man. Take off and close this thing out, bro. Yes, sir. Give us five stars. Tap that subscribe button. I also want to give a shout out to listener Dino as well. Thank you for the kind words. Sent me a long email thanking us and asking about the show. So shout out to the listener Dino as well. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for listening and watching the Believe in Steelers show. Next week, we've got a special guest. So you'll want to tune in for that. We'll have more recap from the Steelers preseason action as we get closer to the regular season. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Peace.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.